No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Ezekiel prophesies that God will judge the wicked counselors in Jerusalem, but in the future, he will restore Israel with a new spirit, taking away their stony heart and giving them a heart of flesh. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Ezekiel chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. People tend to panic when things suddenly turn bad. I think of 9-11 and immediately after that terrible event, the churches were full. People wanted answers. They were seeking God. But within a few weeks, they returned to their normal lifestyles, confident that things would be okay. And we see this over and over. People just think things will be better. But the truth is that there is a day of judgment that is coming upon the earth. Now, the people living in Jerusalem during the days of Ezekiel thought that would never happen. They boldly worshipped their idols in the presence of God, thinking that they were getting away with it. But they were about to experience a rude awakening. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 11. Then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the Lord's house, which faces eastward. And there at the door of the gate were 25 men, among whom I saw Jaazaniah, the son of Azur, and Pelatiah, the son of Beniah, princes of the people. And he said to me, Son of man, these are the men who devise iniquity and give wicked counsel in this city who say, the time is not near to build houses. This city is the cauldron, and we are the meat. Therefore prophesy against them. Prophesy, O son of man. Now, Ezekiel sees here the east gate, and the east gate would be where the people would gather, the rulers would gather. But here these rulers were devising iniquity and giving wicked counsel to the people. Bible translations do not agree on how to interpret verse 3 and even how it should be translated. Were these princes advocating building houses in Jerusalem or not? And what is meant by the city being a cauldron and they being meat? Well, at this same time, Jeremiah was prophesying in Jerusalem during the Babylonian siege. He would tell the people to surrender to the Babylonians because Nebuchadnezzar would take the city. But there were false prophets prophesying peace and lulling the people into a false sense of security. If these princes were encouraging people to go ahead and build houses, then they were disregarding the prophetic word given through Jeremiah. Therefore, I believe the New Living Translation is better here than the New King James. And that translates verse 3, They say to the people, Is it not a good time to build houses? This city is like an iron pot. We are safe inside it like meat in a pot. So they were saying that everything was going to be okay. They were as safe as meat in a pot. And so they could go ahead and build their houses. It could also be that with so many people already deported from Jerusalem, they saw this as their time to cash in and prosper economically. The people who were taken into captivity were like the meat scraps, but they were like the filet mignon in the pot. They were profiteering from the misery of others. 
But whatever they meant by this saying, God was not pleased. Then the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said to me, Speak, thus says the Lord, thus you have said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind. You have multiplied your slain in this city, and you have filled its streets with the slain. So the Lord says, listen, I know what comes to your mind. That's the amazing thing about God. Not only did he hear what they said, but he knew what they were thinking. And God knows what we are thinking. He knows even the attitudes of our heart. But he said, you have filled the streets with the slain. So evidently these princes or elders were party to slaying the righteous people and leaving their bodies in the streets. Things were violent there in Jerusalem uh, and would get increasingly so with the siege that was coming. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, your slain whom you have laid in its midst, they are the meat and this city is the cauldron, but I shall bring you out of the midst of it. You have feared the sword and I will bring a sword upon you, says the Lord God, and I will bring you out of its midst and deliver you into the hands of strangers and execute judgments on you. You shall fall by the sword. I will judge you at the border of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And so the Lord said, the ones you have slain, they are the meat. They are the prime cuts, the righteous people that have died. But I will bring you out of it. In other words, I'll bring you out of that cauldron and I will bring the sword upon you. So they thought they were safe, shut up in the fortified city of Jerusalem, but the walls would be breached and they would be brought out and Nebuchadnezzar would kill them with the sword. Then I will deliver you to strangers. Some would die by the sword. Some would be sent into captivity. And I will judge you at the border of Israel. Now, what's interesting is that this was literally fulfilled when the people were taken captive. They were taken to Riblah in Syria, which is where Nebuchadnezzar had his headquarters. And there he judged them and he killed the sons of King Zedekiah and then put Zedekiah's eyes out. And then after that, they were deported to Babylon. This city shall not be your cauldron, nor shall you be the meat in its midst. I will judge you at the border of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord, for you have not walked in my statutes, nor executed my judgments, but have done according to the customs of the Gentiles, which are all around you. So the city they thought would be an iron pot or cauldron to them would provide no protection. And the reason was because they had not walked in the Lord's statutes or kept his judgments, but they had followed the customs of the Gentiles. They had followed their worship practices in worshiping the pagan deities. And this is always a problem, even with the church, is that people, rather than obeying God's commandments and being holy, they adapt the ways of the world and And that's always a problem. Now, it happened while I was prophesying that Pelatiah, the son of Benaiah, died. Then I fell on my face and cried with a loud voice and said, Oh, Lord God, will you make a complete end of the remnant of Israel? So in his vision, Ezekiel sees Pelatiah die, and then he falls on his face. It's just as a 
time of anguish for him, and he's crying out to the Lord, will you make a complete end to Israel? And then the Lord responds to Ezekiel's plea, verse 14. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, your brethren, your relatives, your countrymen, and all the house of Israel in its entirety are those about whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Get far away from the Lord. This land has been given to us as a possession. So as Ezekiel was with the Babylonian captives, they were his brethren and relatives. But the people living in Jerusalem were looking down their noses at those who went into captivity. And they were saying, look, this is our land now. It's our possession. And their attitude was sort of like, well, good riddance to you. They thought that they were the favored ones because they remained in the city. But actually, the reverse was true. Jeremiah had said that those who went into captivity, who were really obeying God, were like good figs. And those who resisted and remained in Jerusalem were as rotten figs. And it was just a matter of time before the judgment was going to come upon them through the sword, through famine, through pestilence. Therefore, say, thus says the Lord God, although I have cast them far off among the Gentiles, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet I shall be a little sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. Now keep in mind there were false prophets in Jerusalem saying that no, Nebuchadnezzar was not going to destroy Jerusalem. There were false prophets in Babylon saying the same thing. And the Babylonian captives were believing these false prophets, thinking that God was not going to destroy Jerusalem. But the Lord said, listen, I'm going to be a little sanctuary, not for the people that are in Jerusalem, but for the captives in Babylon. I will be their protection and I will keep them through the 70 years of captivity until I bring them back into Israel. Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples, assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And they will go there, and they will take away all its detestable things and all its abominations from there. So this would be partially fulfilled when the captives returned in 536 BC. King Cyrus would give the decree and they could return. And they would not return to idolatry as they had. They got rid of the detestable idols. But this will not be completely fulfilled until Jesus returns to establish his millennial reign on earth. Then I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within them and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Now, this has not happened yet, uh, but it speaks of one being really born again. Jeremiah, of course, also spoke of the new covenant that was coming where God would write his law upon their hearts. I love this passage here in Ezekiel because God speaks of giving them a new spirit, and he would take away their stony heart and give them a heart of flesh. This just speaks of removing the stubbornness and giving a tender heart toward God and toward others. And I have often prayed this for people when I see that they have a hard heart toward God or toward others. And I'll pray, Lord, just take away the stony heart and give them a heart of flesh. Tenderize their hearts. Move in their hearts. And you know God does that. He does change us from the inside out. And it's such a glorious thing when he does that. But as for those whose hearts follow the desire 
for their detestable things and their abominations. I will recompense their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord God. And so the cherubim lifted up their wings with the wheels beside them, and the glory of God of Israel was high above them. And the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood on the mountain, which is on the east side of the city. Now through this whole time, chapters 8 through 11, Ezekiel has seen the Lord's presence lift out of the most holy place and then pause at the threshold of the temple and then he was going out and here departing from the temple in Jerusalem and standing on the mountain, which would be the Mount of Olives, and then ultimately just leaving the city. God departing, he could not remain where they were worshiping idols. Then the Spirit took me up and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God into Chaldea to those in captivity. And the vision that I had seen went up from me. So I spoke to those in captivity of all the things the Lord had shown me. So now the Spirit brings him back. He's actually been in Babylon physically the whole time, but now the vision ends. He comes back and he tells the people there everything that he had seen. Now, since we don't know the day nor the hour when judgment will come, we ought to always live in such a way as we are pleasing God just as though we expected Christ to return today. Then we will always be ready with no regrets when he does come, either by rapture or by death. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at office at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Ezekiel dramatically portrays the prince in Jerusalem going into captivity. Then they will know that God is the Lord, for he will no longer postpone judgment. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.